Welcome everyone, this is the 31 Days of Dread, and I am your host, Peter A. DeLuca, aka Pad, and this is where we do one horror movie a day for the entire month of October. That's 30, if you can't count, that's 31 movies celebrating the greatest genre of them all, the greatest experimentational platform of them all, the greatest young filmmaker discoverer of them all. It is horror, 31 days coming at you. Look out, ghouls and ghosts, it gets spooky. Alright everyone, coming out of that intro hot, this is what I call the telethon portion of the podcast. This is where I pitch myself to you for your support. Your support means everything to me because we're, we're, we're fighting. The AKA Pad Army is fighting against algorithms everywhere algorithms I, I ate some cereal earlier today i dumped it into my bowl and it was full of algorithms okay bad joke all right sharing this podcast telling your friends about it leaving comments leaving reviews this is how we grow aka pads audio audacity your support there is more valuable than than than, than anything other than like a high five in person because i'd love a high five in person AKA Patters, welcome to 31 Days of Dread. This is day 11 on day 12. Still catching up. We're still catching up for my big wedding weekend. Uh, the wedding was on Saturday. Overflowed into Sunday. Just, yeah, you know, like the girl, the date, the lady, the girlfriend. You know, extra recovery time. We decided to have a, a, an extra, extra, extra Sunday fun day. That led into Sunday Night Football where... Uh, is is it just me? Am I the only one freaked out? Like I just think it's the wrong. It's a wrong move. It's a wrong impression. When football gets a thunderstorm delay, uh, what is that happening? Are, are we protecting like the people sitting in the seats? Do we think they're all going to get struck by lightning? Is it for the broadcast? It's certainly not for the players because we, you know, like the the NFL loves. Uh, their concussion protocols, so they they really care about the players. But anyway, so it, the point I'm getting at is it was just like a full weekend. Uh, you know, like I wanted to draw back a little just because I've been hustling with this comic book deadline. I, I'm doing multiple sketchbook challenges now. I'm gearing up another big round of comic book work. Um, you know, some extra freelance work came in. Uh, we're still doing the 31 Days of Dread. We're live streaming. Uh, Uzi Susie's in development. Trial by Fire's being made. Uh, I'm getting Dark Hero back on track. So it's it's just like an avalanche of things, including the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful 9 to 5 job. So every year we do this podcast. We do a themed month. Uh, and, you know, I pretty much save bucket list movies, uh, you know, for for now. To talk to you because I just watched this. I just watched this movie and it literally, well, watched it a few hours ago. Watched it, went to bed, came, you know, woke up and, and we're rocking and rolling. But this movie, I I only tried to watch it uh, like one time. I remember as a kid and there were two movies I couldn't finish watching when I was younger. One was Tron. 
Tron, for some reason, really scared the hell out of me. In the theater, I was with my grandmother, and I had to leave. I couldn't stay in the theater and see Tron. I was too scared. And this movie, I remember trying to watch it with my mother, and she told me that the uh, like Native Americans, which is ironically that I was watching it on Columbus Day, Indigenous People Day, but no, she told me it was like Native Americans were ghosts and they were in the fog and they were trying to, um, you know, like kill everyone. And that idea, that idea of, because like I, I had a sense of it then, like the idea that there was bad blood between Americans and the Native Americans. And just the idea that they were like coming back to get you for like you know basically what your ancestors had had done really was scary and i kind of recall i do recall poltergeist me being told a similar thing with poltergeist that they were native native americans i don't know where some of this stuff came from but you know having that level of recall while watching it this movie was enlightening now that's not the case. Poltergeist is moved gravestones, a moved cemetery that was done and unceremoniously because I guess you need like a ceremony to prevent what happened in Poltergeist. Maybe it was like part of the greed from the uh, real estate company too that did that. And then, and then, and then, and then, there was the pirates for this movie. Because <laughs> that's really what it is. It's pirates had gold stolen. And, and they were like, like cursed. I think visually. What they do with water in this movie. Definitely inspired pirates of the Caribbean. The the water. Like water is used as a um, beckoning element. Like a. a um, you know like we're here type definition within the narrative. Something. Uh, you know, more eerie uh, is here outside of the hook, which is the fog. This movie is low budget, okay? This movie was made for $1 million. This movie made, uh, you know, according to our friends at Wikipedia, $200 million. So it, it, between this and Halloween, John Carpenter, and I'm pretty sure Deborah Hill also was a part of Halloween. The two of them, I, I, they were dating. They were married at one time. They made the two of them. It's almost like James Cameron and Gail Ann Hurd, like that type of combo. Zack Snyder and 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 wife director producer combo. I mean, it, it, there are quite a few of them now. But these, anyway, Halloween between Halloween and the Fog, Carpenter, John Carpenter, who is the greatest director to come out of the eighties. They made enough money for for life. I mean, like you're done after Halloween. Like you can just invest it in the uh, S&P 500 and you're rocking and rolling. So, seeing this movie, I, I remember the scenes when I was younger. The, uh, the, the shadows. Because we really don't see the creatures or the monsters or the ghosts. We see them a little bit at the end. And we don't see them, which is the point. But... They bang on doors. They're silhouette. They're in fog. It's 
creepy, especially the the bang when they start banging on on people's doors. Uh, you know, like it it gets to you. And this movie, I don't know why this movie isn't higher when people discuss John Carpenter because John Carpenter, it's it's always. Halloween, then it's the thing, then it's like Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> That's like you're always your top three. This this movie should be up there because it's so effective. It's there. It's made with like hardly any money. It's a legit special effects movie. Like the fog, the the fog is described as glowing. It's a glowing fog. Yeah, we have a great hook. For, like, again, story. We have a good hook for the terror. Incredible acting. Uh, Jamie Lee C- Curtis plays uh, a hitchhiker. Uh, Dane O'Bannon, who is amazing, picks up Jamie Lee C- Curtis in this movie. And he, he legit, like, bangs her. Or is is it Nick Castle? Nick Castle. Yeah. Nick Castle, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dane O'Bannon is uh, someone else. Yeah, Nick Castle, who's awesome. He picks up Jamie Lee Curtis, who's hitchhiking, and like bangs her within like one scene. And <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is so young and beautiful, and this guy just looks like 22 miles of bad road. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like, you know, like young movies, young directors, you get people you can trust, and you just go with it. You don't really have a casting pool. You don't. But this movie sings, okay? This movie works. There's a legit, um, like, fright. That happens when you watch this movie. And I love at, at the end. This movie is. Look, every single 31 Years of Dread. We get one or two horror movies. That we discover to have a perfect ending. This movie has a absolute perfect ending. Uh, there, there's a scene where. Um, the the father. The, the minister of the, the island. Is handing over the stolen gold. To the one ghost. And it's. I thought we were going to get a Raiders of the Lost Ark scene, and it doesn't quite go that far, but it's definitely um, there, and it's really freaking cool because, again, like only like a few movies have that Raiders of the Lost Ark moment where like you know, all the ghosts and and everything becomes amends in in some chaotic stormy fashion. It's really cool. So. This movie is, it's a recommendation. I know it, it It was remade, excuse me, I believe in 2005. That's one of those movies everyone trash, like literally. It stars Tom Holland, by the way, right? From, uh, what was it? Smallville, Superman. So we, we, we get to Smallville guy. It might have been 2002, 2002, 2005. Maybe it was even 2003. In the early 2000s, we get a remake of The Fog. Everyone, it's a movie everyone trashes. And I'm somewhat very, I feel like there was enough meat on the bone of this movie to make a good remake off of, to make a good sequel off of. Uh, potential, you know, like multiple sequels. Because the idea of ghost pirates uh, coming to you through a fog to make amends yeah, like you know, that could be an annual type movie event, just like The Purge, which is our next movie. Day twelve, 
today will be the purge forever, forever purge. We'll talk about that then. Yeah, and we we look for movies that give us opportunities to like be thrilled, to be excited. And there's like a love of radio and radio personalities that we saw in the Warriors that we see in a lot of these early 80 like movies where a radio DJ, a radio personality, uh, people just like my sister <laughs> uh, narrate things and they move the narrative along. I mean, the way how the narration is literal in this movie when we have the fog coming into the town and the girl running the radio station in the light tower is is describing where it's going, where to stay away from, trying to save people, trying to tell people there's something in the fog after you know her she sees her house get engulfed by the fog and her grandmother and son are in the house. So it's just really you know like uh, it's not gut wrenching it's just nail biting it's it's there so people this movie is an absolute recommendation it's it's john carpenter it is him at his finest him at his youngest him at his hungriest we gotta do it we gotta put this movie at the top of our list, this is one of our best bucket list movies for the 31 Days of Dread. This is one of the best movies to discuss for the 31 Days of Dread. I know yesterday I was really into, like, frailty. That movie, too, like, small budget, incredible hook, and multiple hooks at the end of that movie. Um, great, like, you know, someone... Look, I can argue that frailty also has a perfect resolution, like, perfect end. But this movie just nails it. Awesome creatures, awesome execution for the creatures. Everyone's good in this movie. John Carpenter uh, is using his music chops. He's you see the learning process of what he's doing with music to later, like really pays off for Escape from New York, in my opinion. That's that was him with the music, like at, at his like everything just worked. Uh, every everyone goes to Halloween for that comment, but. Escape from New York has some of the coolest music I've ever heard in the movie. So everyone, check this movie out. We have, uh, we're returning to Day on Drops today and tomorrow. We have The Purge and we have A, a Quiet Quiet Place 2. Right? Is it called A Quiet Place? The John Krasinski directed a movie. But I'm very much looking forward to talking to you and watching for the first time Forever Purge, the fourth, the fifth. It's the fifth Purge movie. Now, I, I believe the Purge has had five movies and two TV series. So this movie is, it's right there. It's, it's maybe like outside the, right, outside the Conjuring, the Purge is the the single best idea. Because the Conjuring is like a universe. But the Purge is just a singular idea it's our paranormal activity like for the day so everyone rock and roll 31 days of dread thanks for hanging out with me uh, check this movie out it is available on amazon prime and if you have a chance you know support me through some of these promos some of these pre-recorded messages that buffer 
the episode. Thank you. Love you and goodbye. And to continue this telethon, we we're not talking about high fives. There's other ways to support me. I, I'm a living professional. I'm a full-time freelancer. Anything you see on this, like here on this podcast or see my social media, I, I make everything. It's all made by me. That's a part of my pitch to you. And you can purchase professional services through akapad.com. That's a pipeline to me if you want to send me a message. But also while you're there, you can sign up for my newsletter. You're going to get deals. You're going to get coupons. You're going to get two free trading cards mailed to you free worldwide. And they're two Wolfpack trading cards, two original characters, you know, for upcoming comic book work. And speaking of comic books, you can go to Etsy, type in Uzi Susie, and that's where you're going to find my mini comic. You can purchase existing issues and pre-order upcoming issues along with bundles if you missed any like issue one, two, or three or whatever. There, Uzi Susie is waiting for you. And keep an eye on Indiegogo. A lot of my bigger comic book projects will be available through Indiegogo. All of those updates will be here on this podcast. So if you're a regular listener, I'll let you know. We can rock and roll from there. So everyone... Thank you so much and feel free to reach out to me on social media, aka pad69, Instagram, and Xbox. That's right, you can play Halo with me. Just straight up aka pad on Twitter, straight up aka pad on the Facebook. My business page is there, my personal page is there. Hey, be a personal friend of mine. I don't care. Let's talk movies, let's talk creativity, let's talk fun, and just who cares? Do you like, you know, the Transformer movies? I love them. We can talk about that all night. So meet me there and we'll rock and roll. Let's get talking. We got a movie to discuss.